there are a lot of different reasons that makes the USA one of the most powerful countries in the world. Democracy is definitely one of them, but is that ever going to change? Hi, Fly Stewie here, and you are listening to the Uneducated Investor Podcast. Lately, we've seen the story of Facebook unraveling in the news before us. Typically, before it was with the Russian hacking, then people were putting blame on Facebook for the elections, and now we see another data breach on Facebook. And one of the main critiques of Facebook is how they don't protect our data, for one, right? It seems company after company, whether, you know, their privacy, um, what they were doing for privacy before, where companies could just use their data to market to you and everything, and you wouldn't really have, I guess, as much knowledge as how much they're using it. And now their their, um, involvement with the the election that just happened, you know, a lot of people are even crediting this social media wave, this um, Trump getting elected of these, uh, they're all crediting it back to Facebook. And a lot of interesting articles started to come out where a lot of people, especially under 30, so mostly millennials, the people who just entered, you know, voting, you know, maybe they voted for one, two or three elections before in their life. A lot of them were getting their primary news information from Facebook. So it was fair to be critical of how Facebook's algorithms gave you the information that you wanted. And some people, well, this is what I found most fascinating. Some people were crediting Facebook with destroying the USA's democracy. What fascinates me so much about this this, um, I guess, devilization of Facebook when it comes to just the access they give you is it's just taking so much personal accountability out out of the person making those decisions. And it's neglecting the positives that Facebook brings when it comes to elections. You see, before you used to have a couple major networks, you had your MSNBC, I don't watch the news, so I'm probably going to get these wrong. So you have your, if you're in Canada, you have CBC, you know, in the States, you also have your Fox News, right? Yeah, you know, I watch no news. I'm actually under 30. So I'm one of those guys who gets primarily all their news from online, of course. And what's interesting about these, um, these news organizations is, you know, they're unbelievably biased. <laughs> they're like, like unbelievably biased like one thing could happen right i remember um obama's reign like one thing would happen and you'd go on like msnbc if that's what it's called and you'd see um all these things happening oh he just performed the you know the health care act and it's gonna have this many people you know be this much fortunate and this is a great day for american history and then the fox news comes and says Obamacare comes out. This is the worst day for Americans. How could he do this? And it was almost comical the way that these people would go on each side and just spit out like the most biased argument without even ever acknowledging um, that it could be a good and a bad thing. And what Facebook has allowed is originally these people who are either on the right side, you know, that's our hard conservative, you know, core values, or the left side of, you know, your more progressive values, those people would never talk. You would never really see your point, each other's points, because if you're on the left, 
there's no way you're going to sit and watch Fox News News. And if you're on the right, there's no way you're going to sit and watch these left organizations because they're just spitting such biased information. So what Facebook allows is even though if you're on the left, you get very left-handed um, content towards you, it's very easy to run into, you know, being on the left, to run into someone on the right. So someone on the right that's famous-ish right now in the online space is someone like Ben Shapiro. You know, here's a guy who comes out, he has lots of nice five-minute, ten-minute digestible content. So if you're not even into politics, you can run into this guy. And you see a video, and, and you're on the left, you're like, oh, it's, you know, it's a fairly decent point. You know, a lot of things you disagree with, but, you know, in five, ten minutes, you can you can digest the other parties. Um, you know, their best points and, you know, have conversations about ones that you disagree with. And what a lot of these media organizations are discounting is Facebook allows for conversation instantly. You watch a video and you can comment on it instantly, right? It's allowing people to see the world from other people's point of views and then literally interact with them in that instant of digesting that content. So, I wouldn't necessarily say Facebook's hurting our democracy because people are looking for the news on Facebook. My argument would be more of the fact that Facebook is more helping. And the future implications of this that I'm curious about is how does this impact us all if we're all more knowledgeable in a sense about news? You know, anyone can go on and see both parties' best points on Facebook, on YouTube, online. What type of government will we see from this? And is it a good thing or is it a bad thing? You know, just some food of thought. And as always, the most successful, best, brightest investors are the uneducated ones. Why? Because the uneducated investors never stop learning. The Uneducated Investor Podcast.